Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The After Show. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode seven. And real quick, this is going to be a short episode. We are going to discuss how to keep an updated resume. Okay, so I found a really good website, and they are really good at building a resume for you. And let me see here. I had the website up. Hold on, just a moment. It's called Resume Genius. And what I like about this website is that first of all, it's easy to use. Number two, they help you build a really good resume, so that way you're not doing all of the work. And so, also, they don't charge a whole lot. So, if you sign up for a 14-day trial, and they're not paying me to do this, this is just a service that I personally have used, and I think it's really good、uh, for for a 14-day subscription, basically. You can make as many resumes as you want, download as many resumes as you want, and it's only two ninety-five, so two dollars and ninety-five cents. After the fourteen days, it goes up to like twenty-three ninety-five or something like that. And you know there are pros and cons to that. Sometimes I use this service, and I continue to use it and pay the twenty-three ninety-five per month because I like to have different resumes for different jobs and different cover letters and things of that nature. But you know, for the most part, most people only need it once or twice. So then you have the option of canceling your canceling, excuse me, your subscription. And so what I love about this software is that it streamlines the process, and plus your resumes look a whole lot better, a whole lot more professional than if you create them on your own, like within Microsoft Word.、Um, I have never liked the resume templates in Microsoft Word because they were so, I don't know, they kind of look cheesy to me. And not very professional. It looks like something that an eighth grader would put together. So with Resume Genius, they actually look very professional, very corporate looking, and that's what you need, especially when you are looking for a higher paying job, especially if you're looking to get a job at a corporate office. And plus, the way that they word things is really great. There's only been a couple times I've changed the wording just slightly in the resume, and the reason why I do that is that I want to make sure that. It's not generic, and for the most part, Resume Genius is not a generic software. It's very specialized, and so I just changed a few of the words based on what I know about my job, my work experience, and where I want to apply. Now you're probably thinking, well, why would I want to download multiple resumes? Here's the thing: formatting, and also if your job has changed, and also if you are applying to, I would say, different jobs. And the reason why I mention that. Is for this reason. So, for example, I have worked in the accounting world for the last 14 years of my life, and so when I started out in accounting, I was just a regular, everyday accounting clerk. You know, kind of started out at the bottom. I wasn't an admin assistant or receptionist, but I started out as an accounting clerk, and then I got promoted to a staff accountant, and then I got promoted to a senior staff accountant. Well, here's the thing: as you grow within your job. And within your company that you work for, or you grow within your job responsibilities. So let's say, for example, you're starting out as a accounting clerk. You know, the more specialized you get, technically your job title does change when they add on more work to you, but it may not change at the company you're working for. So you know, a lot of these titles they go hand in hand. So just because, you know, let's say for example, let's say you didn't have the the title of staff accountant. But it was an auditor. Well, being a staff accountant means that you are also an auditor, especially if you did that kind of work. So let's say, for example, you know you've worked as a staff accountant for a while, but you also worked、um, in HR. 
and you led a team of people. Well, you actually worked as an HR manager, but you may not have had that title at the company you worked for because like I said in a previous podcast, they just added on all this work to you, you know, but didn't pay you for it and didn't change your job title. So that's why I don't like that multitasking because it's BS, excuse my language. I don't like that phrase wearing multiple hats. I think that's a very sneaky way of cheating workers out of their money. You know, it would be like if you purchased a bunch of stock and you you did not receive the profit from those stocks but everybody else did. You see what I mean? That's what I mean by stealing your labor and stealing your money. And again, I'm not pro union per se. I'm not communist, I'm not marxist, I'm not fascist. I'm just saying a fact because it's only within a democratic society that has capitalism that you actually get paid what you're supposed to get paid. And you're probably thinking, well, we actually live in a democratic society and it is capitalist. Well, here's the thing, it may be a democracy right now within the United States, but it is not truly capitalist. And the reason why is because we have creeping socialism within our government and within I would say these non-profits that just sprout up or spring up all over the place and claim that they're a non-profit but but they are actually making millions if not billions of dollars and they're not helping people in the in the manner that they say that they would. So it's important to follow the money excuse me it's important to follow the money on that. Sorry my voice is going in and out. Hold on just a moment. Still getting over a little bit of a cold and the effects of it. So all right so in regards to your resume You need to make sure I would say to have at least one or two resumes on hand. And what I mean by on hand, I don't necessarily mean on paper, although that is nice. I personally can't stand it when employers expect you to bring them your paper resume when they already have it. Like you apply to a job online. And then when you get there, not only do they expect a paper resume, which is stupid because they have a printer, but then they also expect you to fill out a job application. and I'm like see the resume you know I don't mind filling out like the government paperwork like where you you know give them your social security number you show them your ID you know usually those government forms of uh, paperwork are filled out when you get the job right but there are some of these people that they're kind of stuck in the past unfortunately and I say unfortunately because first of all they're wasting paper and I'm not like a big tree hugger but I think what's the point of printing it out if someone just submitted it online and you have it on your laptop, you have it on your computer, and all you really need to do is just make notes and just go over, you know, the the key points. That's how you're supposed to handle a job interview. And so, needless to say, it's one of those things that it's better to be more digitalized than to be stuck in the stone age. And again, I'm not against printing things off, but, you know, for the most part, a lot of people don't have a printer at home. And I remember going to this one job. This has actually happened a couple of times. I went to the job interview. They requested a paper copy. I don't have a printer and I'm not going to go to Staples. I submitted my resume and my job application online so they have it. I don't need to print it out and give them a copy. So, I show up to this interview and they got mad that I didn't have it on paper. I was like, "Well, I submitted it to you via online and I currently don't own a printer." And that made them mad. And I just thought, you know, the the arrogance and the audacity of that attitude problem from the employer like from the get go the employer had an attitude problem and thought that oh well all this responsibility is already on me and I'm not even hired yet but yet they have a printer they have fancy computers probably and it's like you know I just thought it was unrealistic that they actually got a little offended that I am the job applicant and I didn't print out my resume now way back in the day When things were not digital, 
you know, you you had to go print out your resume like you would find someone with a printer or you'd go to the library. I mean, but it's it's very difficult sometimes to find places that will print your resume and not charge you like $5. It's ridiculous. So, you know, just be smart about that. And here's the thing, if an employer is being a jerk to you about you not printing off your resume, you don't need to work for them. Cuz that tells you that they are going to be a continuous problem the entire time that you work there. Because they they're not up to date on things and they're not being reasonable and they're not being accommodating. Like employers they are supposed to be reasonable and they are supposed to be accommodating. So if you know if right from the get go they're not doing any of that <laughs> that's not a very good sign because it tells you right there that it's it's their way or the highway and that means job loss future job loss for you which i find to be very extreme very tyrannical and just flat out stupid and bizarre that's just my personal opinion because that is what i have seen in times past now here's the thing when you are filling out your resume one thing i would do Um I would not put your mailing address on there or your physical address on there. I would just put the city and state of where you live and the zip code. Keep it simple because I feel like employers sometimes they want too much information just all at once and here's the thing. You know sometimes there are fake job postings out there on the internet and you're giving people all of your your personal information. Your your name, um your mailing address, all this stuff. and maybe your date of birth and all that they don't need that on a resume they don't they don't need that unless they're hiring you or unless you know you're at the point in the in the job hiring process where you're you are actually filling out a job application where that they use that information to do a background check and things of that nature so what i did years ago is i removed my address because they don't need that they don't need to have my my physical address on my resume They will receive your your physical address whenever you are filling out all the tax paperwork when you start your job there. And I found that when you remove your physical address from your resume, it just looks cleaner. It looks more um I would say more professional and more corporate. And I've noticed that, you know, normal people take me more seriously when they see a cleaned up resume, but there are some people that when they are just kind of stuck in the stone age, they want your mailing address on there they want a picture of you on there and i'm like we don't do pictures anymore on our resumes you know what's interesting is that they still do that in india and a lot of companies in india that are kind of bizarre like stuck in the stone age as well they expect you to submit a a photo id or a picture with your resume or your job application which is technically a form of discrimination they're not supposed to ask for your picture because your personal appearance unless you're a model or something like that it has nothing to do with the job. So that's one reason why we do not submit a picture of ourselves with our resumes anymore. So again, if an employer is making that request, they're weird. They're weird. If if they are doing that, if you're not a model or if you're not doing some kind of marketing or something like that where where you are the image of the company or whatever, you are the face of the company, you know, you, you don't need to do that. So don't waste your time on it. and be aware that that's a very strange request these days. And I've always thought it was weird back in the day when they wanted a picture of me. I just kind of felt like creeper, you know, it was just like I just think that was right. <laughs> you know, and women women very much pay attention to the to these things way more than men. Another thing I want to talk about and I'll say this briefly 
is you know let's say for example you are applying for a job on Indeed or ZipRecruiter uh, this is especially a problem with Indeed um they just have a format that tries to require you to submit a cover letter to every single job that you apply to here's the thing cover letters are a waste of time they are a waste of brain space a cover letter is not what it's not what gets you the job it's the meat and the potatoes of your resume and actually interviewing you that gets you the job What I've noticed is that whenever employers require a, a cover letter, it's it's just ridiculous. Like they just have this unrealistic expectation of people. See, because there's the thing. Let's see. You know, let's say you're trying to find a job and you're applying to like ten jobs a day, if not more, because you're really trying to find a job, right? That means that you will have to rewrite that letter, not the whole thing probably, but you'll have to change who it's addressed to. and kind of changed up just a little bit every single time you apply to a job that's insane that's not smart that's a waste of time and it's and it's a drudgery like it it's not it's not a good time management so my suggestion is if you're using indeed do not submit or even bother with a cover letter even if they require one i just put na like n-a not applicable in the cover letter box because I don't care to write one anymore. I used to do that and I realized I am wasting so much of my time on something that I have, you know, I have never gotten a job um where I submitted a cover letter or that I had to submit a cover letter. I never got that job when I submitted a cover letter. So I just stopped submitting cover letters. And you know what? I actually have gotten jobs and landed contracts where it technically was a requirement or it was encourage to submit a cover letter. I'm like, screw it, I'm not doing that. It's a waste of my time and my brain space. Guess what? I still got the job. So just because they require a cover letter, you know, don't don't waste any time on it. You know, I say make your resume stand out. Cuz one thing I noticed uh, back in the day, there's this one company I worked for and I had to go through had to sort through resumes and cover letters and and kind of make different piles of who are qualified for the job, who's kind of qualified and who's not. Here's the thing. One of the reasons why there was such a large pile of non-qualified or not so qualified people for this job was because they spent all their time on the cover letter, but they did not spend hardly any time on their resume. So their resume looked really bad. Well, here's the thing. Screw the cover letter. Don't submit the cover letter, go with a really good resume, like a resume that stands out, you know, over everybody else and see here's the thing, if your resume stands out, they're typically not going to care that you don't have a cover letter, typically. And here's the thing, you know, let's say they do care about a cover letter. Why would you want to work for them if they're going to discriminate against you because you didn't sit down and write all these fluffy paragraphs about yourself or or you didn't pay for some program to write that for you? You know, cover letters back in the day, they used to be more genuine because you the applicant actually had to write it. But these days, you know, you can, you know, just like, you know, having a a resume built for you, you can have a cover letter that's built for you. Well, it's not really genuine. I would say the resume is genuine because it's going off of your skill sets, it's going off of actual raw data about your previous employment. But a cover letter, it's just fluff. It's just an English essay. It it's it's not like reading a um a laboratory report you know what i mean like it's not the same you know it's like the difference between a math major and an english major you know math majors 
they're just with numbers and facts and formulas, right? Like they're hardly ever writing essays, but in, you know, English majors, and I'm not just in English majors because I think being an English major is way more difficult because you actually have to use your brain. Like you are writing and writing and writing all the time, but here's the thing, you know, whatever you write, you know, let's say for example, you read, I'm just making this up. Let's say for example, you read the book Pride and Prejudice, and you have to write an essay about a character that you really like. And then you have to write, I guess, a you have to write a, a a contrast and comparison on the characters. Well, being an English major with that, you could totally flip the point of view to try and have a winning argument depending on which way you're going to present it, right? Well, you you can't really do that with facts and data because that's called manipulating and you're not supposed to manipulate numbers, right? However, you can easily manipulate a a essay or a paragraph, you know, because because you're trying to win an argument, right? So, you know, a cover letter is really more like an essay where you're just trying to use the power of your words to convince somebody, whereas a resume is like math and data and it's like either they like you or they don't. Like it's just black and white, yes and no, way easier, way simpler. That's why I personally don't don't mess with cover letters anymore. cuz you know personally I got sick of it it's a waste of my time and brain space and I also don't want to have to pay for that service that I'm not even really using and it's never really it's never really helped me I've noticed that cover letters they're just more for fluff and it's just you know pandering to an employer don't ever pander to anyone especially an employer because whenever you pander to an employer it makes you look very significantly weak and that's not good because when you look weak to an employer They're going to do everything they can to lowball you on what they want to pay you. Even if they say, "Hey, we're going to pay this," what they'll do is, I've seen this happen and someone tried to do this to me. I was like, "We're not playing that game, bro." Um, they tried to lowball me and said, "Well, you know, the the pay is, I'm just making this up. The pay is 40,000 a year, but you're not really qualified, which is BS. I know I am." They say, "Well, we're going to offer 32k." because your your qualifications aren't there but we really want you. It's like if you really want me then you'll pay me the 40k. Don't lowball me. Don't blackball me. You know, you you need to stand your ground. See, cuz here's the thing. They're already stealing from your from your future paycheck in that situation. If you accept a job offer and they lowball you, what makes you think they're really going to continue to promote you and pay you more money? See, they don't even really value you as a person and they don't value your previous job experience and they already don't value they they already don't value you as an employee because they're already lowballing you. So don't work for people like that. Those people are evil. I don't like them. I don't like those kind of companies. Now mind you, they are few and far between. But it's very important to recognize that when someone lowballs you, they already don't respect you. They already are kind of okay, you know, firing you in the future. They basically just want a human body there, but they're going to overwork you. That's the thing. So basically, they're saying, "Hey, we expect you to do a 40k job, but we're only going to pay you 32k." Well, wh- who's getting my $8,000 that you're that you're saying you're not going to pay me? Like like do you see the problem there with that? Like don't let people lowball you or blackball you. You know, you know what I would do in that situation, and this is exactly what I did. Instead of taking that job, mind you, they didn't offer it because I said, "Hey, I'm not going to be lowballed here. That's that's very disrespectful to me. I don't play that game." Instead of taking that job, I went and applied to a way higher-paying job and got the job. <laughs> so, 
instead of making 32k a year, I applied for a job making like 55k and I got the job. Like don't settle for less than God's best. And that's not being religious, that's just being true to God's word because God loves you. He appreciates you. He wants you to do better not worse. And guess what? God is not impressed with and he doesn't like employers that steal from workers. So, you know, that's why I always say do things God's way and you will be successful, you will be prosperous and you will be very blessed because God doesn't want you to be cheated. You know what I mean? He wants you to do well. So always do well in the things that you do and don't ever settle for less than God's best. That's probably the biggest thing that I can say about so many things in this world. Don't ever settle for less than God's best because the moment you settle for less than God's best is the moment you have sold out your integrity. Whether you realize it or not, you have sold out your integrity. So don't ever do that. Go higher, not lower. I will go ahead and end this podcast, but as usual until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye-bye.